With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the Matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days. So you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy. So you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. To live 
Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong, your watchman on the wall. Bringing...
the election. The election is a battle in a war. It is not something unto itself. The result of this election in itself is a matter of indifference. It's a question of how the battle is won and lost, which is important. But there's another issue here. There's also an issue of World War III. And World War III is between the British Empire, better known as the Anglo-Dutch liberal banking financial system on the one side, and the principal nations of Eurasia, Russia, China, India, and other nations, are the targets of intended warfare by the British Empire, which is already turning Europe into a mere colony of the British Empire through the program of the Lisbon Treaty. If the Lisbon Treaty were adopted, and is being pushed for adoption now, there would not be a single nation on the continent of Europe, west of Belarus and Russia, which had any sovereignty whatsoever. The British Empire would control the entirety of that region of Europe, from Portugal to the borders of Belarus and Russia, as a puppet of the Anglo-Dutch liberal financial interests. It is those interests represented in the United States for a long time have taken over control of the U.S. dollar, control of the United States. Now they're moving in for the kill. The same cartel that put Mussolini into power in Italy, the same cartel that put Hitler into power in Germany. And we're now at the brink of something like a Hitler power taking over the United States. If they grab the United States, then they will grab all of Europe under the Lisbon Treaty. If they control the United States and the parts of Europe under the Lisbon Treaty, then you will have an actual fighting war emerging on this planet. You will have dictatorship. You will have mass starvation. The elimination of whole sections of the population of, of parts of the world through starvation. And that's part of the British program. It's the food war. That's the situation. We're not dealing with an election. We're dealing with whether there is in the United States, in the top layers of society, the moral fitness to survive. And so far, the vote is in the leadership of the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, neither is morally fit to survive. They're as unmorally fit to survive as the people who backed Mussolini and backed Hitler back in the 1920s and 1930s. And if we allow this to happen, we will get the same kind of treatment that the victims of Mussolini, Hitler, and so forth suffered. That's what we said. We have to win this war against that evil empire.
Hello, and welcome to the Prophecy Zone on this 19th of September, almost 19th. Um, this is Rosh Hashanah, um, the day of Feast of Trumpets, uh, two days in, and last into Sunday. So happy Rosh Hashanah to those people out there that it matters. Um, today, uh, I'm going to be talking about mostly about abortion, but I'm also going to be talking about uh, the... Um, things that are going on as far as um, Bible prophecy is concerned. Um, we are uh, on the verge of uh, another 9-11. Um, we don't know, we don't pretend to know what's going on. Uh, as far as uh, we hope, no, we pray that nothing happens in this country or any other country. However, mankind seems to um, go into um, various, various cycles, especially in the United States. We go from one thing to the next. You notice, um, I can even leave off the Kennedy administration, we always had, um, even when he was assassinated, we always have every, like, five years, something um, major happens, but every 10 years, something really major always happens. Um, and every 20 years, something greatly happens. Um, so um, as far as uh, the United States is concerned, we have been blessed not to have any invading armies invade our territory. I mean, if you don't call that blessed, I don't know what you're going to call blessed. Um, we are a country that, if you look at all the other past uh, superpowers, or if you want to call it superpowers, uh, empires, from um, Babylonian Empire to Medo-Persian Empire to Greece to Rome, uh, the great empires, Alexander the Great, of course, even Genghis Khan, um, those empires are nowhere near the United States when it comes to its citizens being free. Now, the um, reason why I'm bringing this up is because we're so free that sooner or later it's going to break, it's going to be the nail that breaks the camel's back. You say, what do you mean? Well, Thomas Jefferson said it, I'm pretty sure it was him. He said, I, I should have looked it up before my show came on. But he said, um, I don't know, if I, let me see if I can get this right. He says, uh, give the people what they want. And when you stop giving them what they want, they're going to vote you out of office, vote someone into office that will give them what they want and recycle this this way of life over and over again until the treasury is fully broke. Of course, emphasis is mine all over the place. But normally I brought it down to common English. Um, so what happens is uh, when you when the system begins to give, when the government begins to fix, um, become, becomes what is called God, and when the government gets bigger and bigger and bigger and the government gets out of control, um, the people will vote in 
or take out of office the person that they already voted in and put somebody in office that will continue to give them more. It was crack. It used to crack. It cracks me up when I look at Vladimir Zarinowski. Not Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Zarinowski, um, sort of a madman, and uh, Russia. He wrote a book called A Dash to the South. And if you read his book, Ezekiel 38 and 39, it's exactly to the T. That's why a lot of Bible believing Christians, prophecy buffs, thought that Vladimir Zarinowski will come to power. But he never did. But another Vladimir did. And the word, the definition of Vladimir is madman. So we, we, we got a Vladimir in there. It's just ain't Vladimir Zaranowski. Well, anyway, he was trying to give the public vodka and all kinds of uh, whiskey and buy their vote. Evidently, obviously, uh, it didn't work. But. Uh, to prove uh, Thomas Jefferson's point, uh, it's all over the place. Okay, but the thing is, though, even if we were taxpayers and we didn't, you know, the government didn't print money out of thin air, the system will be able to work actually to help people. Now, how far is the system supposed to go? before this called a socialist system. Okay, so I'm getting off the track what I actually want to talk about. Um, the Word of God uh, talks about, uh, I'm, now I'm talking about abortion, if everybody want to know what I'm talking about, um, talks about um, in uh, Matt, uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 14, it says, but when Jesus saw it, of course, I'm, I'm back up, actually. I'm going to talk about uh, in verse 13. It says, And they brought young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought him, brought them, brought the little kids. But when Jesus saw it, he was much uh, displeased and said unto, unto them, the disciples, Suffer the little children to come unto me and, forget, and forbid them not. For such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall not inherit the kingdom of God, according therein. Okay, so that talks about meekness. Uh, a child is teachable and meekness. Now, that's not the point I want to make. The point is, is that Jesus is, is, is asking to not defraud the kids to be able to come unto me. Okay? Um, and that's why uh, well, that's actually let's keep going. Jeremiah when Jeremiah was commissioned uh, in the verse in chapter 1 uh, it talks about Jeremiah and I'm just going to he says um, in verse, chapter 1 verse 4 then the words came came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in thy belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, what God is saying to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 
was saying I was young. I'm young, so why would I have to go out and preach? Well, God is saying before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. So God is not only taking it to the fetus. He's not even. He's not only taking it to the egg, but God Himself is saying that even before you were born. So, what does that tell you right now? So not only God. I'm going backwards, sort of. But the verse I just read to y'all, Mark 14 or um, 10, excuse me, 10:14, says, "Forbid, don't, don't." Cause the kids not to come to me. Tell them to come to me. For such is the kingdom of God. Okay, so abortion, you can trick yourself all you want and use magic tricks and, and call good evil and evil good, but abortion is abort- murder. And I always use simple analogy. Nobody actually seems to get it. Why would you have a birth, a, a bridal shower, for nothing. I mean, it, it seems to insult my intelligence, what little I have, and it seems to insult everybody else's in, in the whole country's intelligence if, if a mom decides she wants to have a, a baby shower for nothing. Because that's a, evidently what the abortionists are telling me, that the baby is not a baby. I mean, to me, I, I look at... And I'm not calling anybody names, and I'm not saying anything bad about them, but I am. Actually, yeah, I am. Now, this might not make sense to y'all, but I'm going to read some. And I'm not saying... I'm not saying because you don't read the Bible, you're a fool. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying... Okay, let me just go ahead and read this. Okay, uh, Psalm 14, verse 1. The fool has said in their heart, there is no God. I'm just going to stop there. Now, Jeremiah just said, uh, God just said to Jeremiah, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. So what you first have to do is uh, say to yourself, there is no God. Then that relinquishes all uh, accountability towards God. Well you say, Well there's a well I'm gonna get to a lot of Christians being there's a lot of democratic people who are serving the Lord but they uh voted for Obama and and um Bill Clinton. But I'm gonna set the I'm gonna set the record straight for you. Okay, I I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. But I'm also an independent. Now, here's the deal with this. Now, you guys get on, and I'm not saying that they're right either. I'm not saying Bill Clinton and, and President Obama is, is right. I'm saying they're, they're fully wrong, especially when you go into China, trying to finance China China abortions. Well, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> you gotta be, you got to be a real vicious person to want to do that. But anyway, let's look at George Bush. It's... It, God says that their heart, their mouth speaks of me, but their hearts are far from me. Okay, when a Republican says we are pro-abortion or, or, oh, I'm sorry, against abortion, but do nothing about abortion, 
Is that good? Is that worse? Isn't that kind of worse? To me, that's worse than saying you for abortion and still, you know, you're for abortion. He's saying George Bush and George Bush Sr. and Ronald Reagan. Now, I don't know what the implications would be if they say they just signed an executive order, no more abortions. But a woman's right to choose is very, very, very sacred to a woman. Now, and I'm I'm just as wrong as everybody else, so don't take this the wrong way, but I wish women would have, I wish Eve would have choose right when she was in the garden. Of course, we'd still be in this mess anyway, because uh, Adam would have found out a way to do it. And, well, at least, at least, see, Eve was taking leadership a long time ago. The, some of women are the smartest people I've met in the world because women have a sense of, uh, they have a great, what is it? Um, men are hard sometimes, and then women are more compassionate. But these days, <laughs> you see a brother crying over a woman quicker than you would a woman crying over a man. And that's the hilarious because I guess they've been treated wrong for so so many so long, but I'm all off subject. Um so my point is is that I'm 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 gonna continue. I wanna read something to y'all. And um I'm a slow reader. I'm like especially at this time of night, I I'm my brain is like uh illiterate. So just bear with me, but it says why God judgment is upon America. Okay, uh, it says, according to recent reports published by Paul Scott syndicated column, 1,200,000 abortions took place in the United States last year. Even more shocking is the information that the government financed between 222,000 and 278,000 of these abortions. Now, that's a lot of abortions. Now, I don't. I think if you had kids, wouldn't the economy sort of run a little? I mean, what's the point of the globalists trying to kill off that many people? I, I think the globalists are sick. You say, why are you jumping to the globalists? Well, the global, abortion is, is population control, whether you like it or not. Okay, and they're also trying to kill us with all these foods. They got aspartame in the diet soda, and I tell, don't tell me that's retarded. Because I'm proving fact. When I drink diet soda, you know, Dr. Dr. My arm hurts when it does like that. But don't do like that then. I mean, of course I shouldn't be drinking it, you know. And I slow down a lot. I'm actually down to zero almost. I'm drinking diet right right now, and it don't have any... Aspartame and they actually have Splenda. Splenda might even kill me. I haven't, I haven't found out about that, but if you gotta eat something, I can almost come up here and justify not eating anything. Just be like one of those ladies that hide in the room and throw up all day. Oh, uh, forgive me, God. <laughs> I apologize if anybody out there who does that. I pray for you. Um, anyway, continue this article. Um, these figures were furnished by the Department of Health 
education and welfare. You, for the Senate House um, conferred, whatever that means, consider the Hugh Labor Department $330 billion appropriations bill. Other government experts estimate that the government pay three hundred for a pay for three hundred thousand of these abortions. The cost of government finance abortion amounted to between four hundred I'm sorry, forty and fifty million dollars. So the government spent forty to fifty million dollars killing babies. Woo Had it not been for an anti abortion amendment tax onto the Hugh Appropriations Bill by three uh, courteous senators, this information would never have come to light. Now, don't forget that the Word of God says that all things that are in the dark will surface to the light sooner or later. And that goes for me and you. And, that's, and even good things will surface if nobody's watching you and you don't get any credit for doing something good. Senator uh, Bartlett, Barkley, I don't even know what I'm saying. Like, like, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's three senators. Senators Barkley, Barkley and Hams were, of course, helped by different right-to-life groups. Okay. So um, we got some senators who are uh, trying to help out, very few, because some of those senators and, and congressmen don't have a backbone, and they're going to have to follow the herd anyway. Is this great crime? Is this a, is this the greatest crime in history? Some might not think so, but I maintain that this um, may be one of the greatest crimes in the annals of human history. This may be the crime so dark, a sin so black that nothing can stand the hand of God's righteous judgment upon America. Uh, Cain slew his brother Abel, but Abel was only one man, and the uh, and as an adult, we presume that he had the power to defend himself. Okay. Um, so uh, we've been killing uh, each other from the beginning. Now, in Genesis, uh, after the flood, Noah talked to, um, well, God talked to Noah and made a covenant with Noah. But he told him to go out and repurpose the earth, uh, subdue it and, and and multiply. But he also said that you will not be killing, or if a man kills another man, his blood is required of him. Um, now, capital punishment. <laughs> People make a big, a big make a big deal of capital punishment, uh, but abortion seems to be just as long as we can't see it. It's kind of retarded, isn't it? Now I bet you the uh, what if, what if the uh, the dude on death row just just kind of like I'm invisible now, so I can I guess I can get off get off and go home and. Uh, and until y'all find a cure for me being invisible, I guess I won't be on death row no more. Uh, or, or, or should we say we're gonna kill him? Uh, because, um, you know, we can't see him. You know, they, 
that's what they're doing with the babies. They're killing them because they. it's like we're playing, oh, I don't see it. My eyes like them acorn ladies. Oh, I don't see it. Uh, what are you going to tell us that for? We don't see, you see them acorn ladies? I call them the acorn heads. Oh, we, we, oh, so you going to bring 13-year-old kids? Oh, we don't want to hear it. Uh, you don't have to tell us all of that. You don't have to tell us all of that. No conscience at all. None. Okay. I told y'all I was going to be kind of, um, I was sitting up here reading. I don't know if I'm just tired or, uh, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, great. I'm either illiterate. I got a I got a three point eight in English this semester, and I can I swear when once time once now I can read the Bible at nighttime. I can read the Bible pretty late, but I was like struggling to read this, this that article. But I I read it um, in its entirety. Um, it's a pretty good article. Um, it says Americans have. Many false gods. However, we believe that one of America's chief gods is love. Young people are being told, do your own thing, and they are doing it. In our schools, churches, and homes, the old absolute standard of morality are out. And that is true. You ever heard somebody says, well, what's right to me is maybe not right to you, but what's right to you might be right, you know, who's on first? It says, now it is a situation situation ethics or worse. Books, magazines, movies, and television are almost completely given over to the promotion of God, the God of lust. Every time I'm walking in a store, I look to the right, look to the left. No matter where I'm at, it's some form of nudity or something vulgar that I have to walk by. Especially I was at the bookstore today, and that was the case. Now, reason okay. The reason why I'm bringing it says God, uh, America's God is lust. Now, the lust of the flesh also has something to do with, uh, to me, selfish ambitions. You say, well, what are you talking about? Well, a part of abortion is that the lady wants she's not ready yet. She's not. I'm not financially ready or I'm not mentally ready or I, you know, um, I, I don't, I, I'm still young. I have my life ahead of me. So she can go and carry it out on her own desires. You know, she wants to continue with the same thing that got her in the, the position of having a baby in the first place. Soon or later, you're going to end up having a baby. And woe to the girl that, who has many abortions because I pray for you, and I pray for people out there that we can end up have you can end up having um, complications in your pregnancies. Um, the human sacrifice to gods, uh, biblical and scholar histories contain many accounts of pagan people sacrificing their children to the gods. In the worship of Baal, this sacrifice was called pass through the fire. Some of the kings of Israel offered their own sons in this matter, Second Kings sixteen three and twenty one six. The book of Jeremiah contains a striking condemnation of the awful practices. Hear ye the word of the Lord. And this is Jeremiah nineteen three and eight. It says, Hear ye the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem. 
There said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place, the, the which whoever heareth his ears shall tingle, because they have forsaken me, and have estranged this place, and have burned incense and into the other gods, whom neither they nor their fathers have known. Something like the Antichrist, but it's not him. Nor the kings of Judah, and have filled this place with in blood of innocence. They have built and also the high places of Baal to burn their sons with fire uh, for burnt offerings unto Baal, which I can commanded not, nor speak spoke it, neither came it into my into my mind. Okay, so people are offering they were all back there offering their babies into uh, sacrifice. This time we in the sacrifice of uh, leisure, the sacrifice of um, finance, you know. It says on the chickens are coming home to roost. At long last, the proverbial chickens are coming home to roost. Remember Malcolm X said that? Because the Abortion and many other sins against God. This nation is being to reap what is its own, especially in the economy. Um, prop, uh, it says the righteous is all of a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness does exalt a nation. It really does. If you have, if you have like even with my life, if I have good uh, financial practices, and the Bible says a, a a wise man saves. Okay, so when if I'm saving and I'm not borrowing, what does it say that we should be the head, not the tail? Then you financially okay. If you honor your wife as Christ for the church, and you have good finances, what does that tell you? There's a good chance you're you're going to be married for a while, right? What about AIDS? If you wait until you marry and uh, you don't live together, the Bible says a man should have one wife, even a preacher, then what? Okay. So um, we we have to look at abortion as a... Um, is a crutch. Um, but now, do we judge? I mean, seriously, do we go and just say, woman, you're crazy, you need to be, you know, we don't do that. What we do is, that's um, a younger girl. I, I say we, we, we take care of the baby. I'm scared to death of what I just said, really. I got a 12-year-old daughter upstairs watching TV. She still suck her thumb. She was sucking her thumb in the womb. So <laughs> she's still sucking her thumb. And, and we tell her, Zane, I can walk by by her. I go upstairs and get something to drink, walk right by her. Zane, quit sucking her thumb. And and it's like I have to remember, hey, this baby girl, you know, she. <laughs> and I we raise our kids up the way they should go in, in Jesus. And 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 we we, because I used to be um, 
don't ask me why I'm talking like this right now, but I used to be really firm with my kids, and now I'm realizing too much firmness. It doesn't. You have to kind of look like be a cross between James Evans and On Good Times and Leave It to Beaver's Dad. You have to be a cross between both of them. Meet them right down the center. Because if you don't, they're going to go out and get pregnant. And then you're going to have to, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting an abortion. I, I'm sorry, not even with my my daughter. She's my stepdaughter, though, but I love her with my heart. So, you know, I don't, I just teach her to wait until she's married. And if she makes, if she doesn't, then hopefully she learns that not to go out and have another one. But we, we're going to raise them up, you know, the way they should go. And hopefully they'll, you know, follow. But I'm not going to force my kids to go to church. You better go to church. Well, up until about 18, they can call their own, you know, as long as they don't come up in my house acting crazy. You know, especially the, the son. My son, my oldest son, 14 years old, you go out there, you get a girl pregnant, you're going to take care of him. I say, what's the difference between the son and the daughter? Uh, I still ain't put my finger on it yet. I think, I think. See, I'm taking care of his dad's son, which is still my son, but I'm taking. His dad is not giving any child support. See, all these men having these kids, and they're not taking care of them. That's that's not that's 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 a nationwide big thing. And then they say the black man, the black man. What are we going to do? The plight of the black man. Well, first, stop telling them it's a plight. And I mean, I don't. You, it will be heavy prayer to change this culture because they think it's cool to have girls all over the place pregnant and don't pay child support. But the government is going to get your check sooner or later. So I tell the people, the, the young men out there, the, the, the adults that's listening to this radio program who has like you know boys, fourteen, sixteen year old boys. Give a mathematical equation. Lay out on a piece of paper four men, and then chart all those men's destiny, and then stick stick in there, you know, Ray Ray, you know, Bob, John, and Quincy, and then put, you know, Ray Ray got three girls pregnant. John waited until he graduated from college. You know, the other two, you know, blah blah blah, and then take away from Ray Ray's pocket. And show him, or her, of course your daughter too. And I mean, the thing is that if you're not taking care of your kids, the government, the chickens gonna come home to roost somewhere. And if you're the girl, the chickens gonna come home to roost. If the girl's not only want to take care of the baby, she's gonna, your time's gonna get sucked up. I love my one year old. I got a one and a half year old. I'm the man, and I was, I, I, I'm, I got this ministry. I got different things I'm doing. And I'm still in school, and I'm still got. I got income, pretty nice income. But I love my boy. Like I said, I've been tied. I say tied down for the sake of the conversation. I've been tied down for almost three years because when I came into the before we had my biological one, I me and my wife already had. I mean, she's already had three kids. So the youngest one, and I love my little boy even though it's not my biological one. And I've been tied down, so you can say, say I've been tied down one and a half years before this one and then one and a half years now. now. 
So I know how it is to be tied down. So women want to put their kid over the altar of convenience. How convenient. How convenient. Let's just kill our kids so we can all have a good time at the party. Go out to a club. Come on, now. Let's go to a, you know, I'm going to get my freak on tonight. Yeah, you need to get your freak on all night. And when your chicken's going to come on the roof, I swear you're going to end up with some kids. You're gonna... It always comes back to roof. You know? So what we need to do as a nation is we need to pray uh, for this generation to get saved. Our generations go I mean this this in the tribulation period, I hate to put everybody in the tribulation period, but I'd rather just tell you now, just in case this is Rosh Hashanah, so I'm not saying it's gonna happen tonight or it could happen tonight, it could happen Sunday, it can happen next year, it can happen even we might all be wrong, it might not be Rosh Hashanah, it might be just any day, like he said. No man knows the day and hour, but this holiday is supposed to be the no man knows the day and hour holiday. So it's a surprise, and I believe, and I do. This isn't just me, but right now, I'm to a position of okay, I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if if I get if there's no war or no you know things that are happening at the time of the rapture, and then after the rapture, all the stuff take place. Okay, I was wrong. If it happens next year. I never said it was going to happen this year. I just said it's, it, these are the years it could take place. Okay. However, the United States will continue a downward spiral. And it's not just because of abortion. It's, it's because, I'm going I'm to pick the simplest thing out for y'all, the simplest thing. It's because when you get up, now I'm not talking about you individually. I'm saying the person who thinks they're saved. Now, in the word of God, it says they get up in the morning and don't remember me not. Or, you know, my, I'm nowhere in their thoughts. So if we're, the Bible is saying that if God is not first, in your life, and not at least a close second, of course, I'm I'm kind of at, and I shouldn't say that, but he can work his way up to first, if he's even third. But some people use God as a good luck charm or a byproduct. And see, don't forget that we wouldn't be in the position of abortion. I'm talking about as far as a couple is concerned. If we were following God's word, there wouldn't be no temptation. I mean, it's going to be temptation, but there won't be any temptation to get an abortion because you wouldn't be put in that position to get an abortion. Well, that's not cool, man. i got to wait till I get married. Yeah, practically. I've been doing this show for almost an hour, and it's just it's going by really quick. I can't believe it's going by so quick. 
Uh, I want to re- I want to let you listen to this uh, young lady. She's very wise, smarter than I am. And then um, I'll come back, and you can even go on my webpage and listen to it on um, Prophecy Zone um, on Blog Talk Radio. But just go ahead and listen to her. What if I told you that right now someone was choosing if you were going to live or die? What if I told you that this choice wasn't based on what you could or couldn't do, what you've done in the past, or what you would do in the future? And what if I told you you could do nothing about it? So the students and teachers, thousands of children, are right now in that very situation. Someone is choosing, without even knowing them, whether they are going to live or die. That someone is their mother, and that choice is abortion. Every day, 115,000 children are dying through abortion. 115,000. That means that 5,000 children would die every hour. All those lives, gone. All that potential, gone. And all that hope and future. Now, I know what some of you might be thinking. Oh, it's not really killing, after all, a fetus is in a child, right? Why do we think that just because a fetus can't talk or do what we do, it isn't a human being yet? The word fetus comes from the Latin word, meaning young one or young child. Some babies are born after only five months. Is this baby not human? We would never say that, yet abortions are performed on five-month-old fetuses all the time. Or do we only call them humans if they're wanted? No, fetuses are definitely humans, knit together in their mothers and their wonderful creator, who knows them all by name. Some people might say that since abortion is legal now, it doesn't matter. Okay, sorry about that. I actually held my phone up to the other phone and um, got a little squeal there. But anyway, my phone ran out of batteries. Um, I wanted to talk about, uh, right quick before we go off, a little bit about, um, and I'm going to also play another clip from her, but um, I wanted to talk about uh, actually, I'll just play her clip and then I'll, I'll come back. If an action is unjust, it needs to be illegal, and it has to be our business. And this particular law has a huge impact on our society. In 
Okay, I'm back. Um, one of the um, people in the chat room uh, wanted to call in. I guess they were calling in. I, I apologize. I've, I've been having so many problems with people who call in, especially when your show is sort of, um, I kind of um, don't really advertise. I just come on, and um, and I don't really know the base of people who are calling in. I've had bad, really bad troubles. And I'm starting to have bad trouble with people in the chat room. So I really kind of ignore it, um, and I apologize. I've I, I, uh, been on um, – uh, I apologize also. Um, it's, it's a guy called We Kill Children, and it's sort of a uh, newer, but it's, it's in reverse. But I've been to his website or her website. Uh, I don't know if it's him or her, but I'll just say him, their website. And um, it, 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 it's, it's legit, and I apologize. I wish I knew it was you. I'll probably let you uh, call in. But the last couple of times I've uh, had uh, callers call in, one dude told me that he asked me that I vote for um, Obama, and I and I said no. You know, I don't know what I said. It's been a while back. And he said you voted for that in. So, and then. After that, there was a person calling me. I had to actually throw him off, sort of. Um, that's why I kind of like skipped a few shows, um, skipped a while because I got tired of these people calling me at nighttime. I said these people, this lady's calling in drunk, and, I, and I'm thinking, I mean, I'm not a golly golly show, you know, but the enemy is all over the place. Um, so I, I, I've had bad luck, big time bad luck. I had like a few good callers. Now, if I decide to continue, you know, if I advertise to everybody, spending time doing it and then run run my shows to the search engine, I'll probably be okay with it. But for right now, I'm uh, just moving along. Um, I got a few minutes. Uh, I'm gonna. Try and let this caller come in. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Caller. Okay, they know. Maybe I just can't hear you. I apologize if I can't hear you. Okay, um. So uh, I'm going to play this last piece of her, um, the little girl. 1% of all American abortions are a hard case category. This includes rape, incest, and the life of the mother being in danger. 1% that hardly justifies the disturbing volume of abortions that happen today. And who could say abortion is the easy way out? I don't think people understand the effects of abortion on a woman. I don't have time to list all the negative after effects, but here are a few examples of the physical effects. 17% of women who've had abortions face complications in their subsequent pregnancy. Some may not even be able to give birth at all. They are also at a higher risk of developing breast cancer if they have an abortion. For perhaps the worst effects are the emotional ones. Women who've had an abortion tend to have more mood disorders substantial enough to provoke them to harm themselves. In addition, women who've had an abortion are five times more 
like to have problems with drug and alcohol abuse. Abortion leaves a woman feeling lost and uncertain about their future. Almost one-third of all women who've had abortion are dissatisfied with their decision. It certainly is not the cure-all people think it is. I read a story on the Focus on the Family website. It was about a girl who had an abortion. She wrote, I had an abortion at the age of 17, and it was the worst thing I ever did. I would never recommend it to anyone because it comes back to haunt you. When I tried having children, I lost three. Something happened to my cervix during the abortion. Sharon Osborne. Hers is just one of the many heart-wrenching stories that nobody tells these days. And those same ones are the ones that we need to hear about. Thank you for taking time to think about the issue of abortion. To think about the Okay, I'm gonna try to get this caller back in. I got nine minutes. To see what get this caller back in. Hello, caller. Caller. Okay. Well, the caller was not there. So, um, well, on my next show, um, try to get a show in um, tomorrow. Talks about Bible prophecy. Um. I uh my, my show does not focus on abortion all the time. Uh, however, I am very much against abortion. Uh, I don't really pay attention to the chat room as much. Once I get a, uh, I just have it for people who want to come on and um and and have a good conversation. I don't really too much um, you know. People say some some of the weirdest things so far in the chat room. Once I do um, get my show going, um, I'll probably just start asking people out because uh, some people are saying some of the weirdest stuff, and I I just have um, have some of the baddest luck, and I'm pretty sure it's 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 God's uh, will for me to have this show because I've never had so many opposition in my life. Before you know, and I don't think I have a big, big listenership. I mean, not even close. So maybe it's potential listenership. But uh, God bless everybody out there. We got seven minutes left. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and um, let you guys listen to this, and I'll be right back. If you go with a bailout, you're going to destroy the United States in short order through hyperinflation. The bailout is intrinsically hyperinflationary. The only reason that anybody in their right mind would even think of supporting this bill is because they're scared. Big story we're following. New Yorkers can now apply for the new enhanced driver's license. This was Melissa Hunter's mind as he bridge with the latest. Melissa? Melissa, they've only been available for a couple of hours, but already more than 100 New Yorkers have applied for the new enhanced driver's license. Officials say that they'll make crossing borders like here at the Peace Bridge safer and faster. Now, starting June 2009, federal law will require you to either have the enhanced driver's license or a passport to enter into the U.S. from Canada, the Caribbean, or Bermuda. Now, the new enhanced driver's license has a special radio frequency chip inside that will make it faster at the border crossings. Now, for a regular renewal, the enhanced license costs $80. That's $30 more than a regular license, but a passport costs more than $100. 
Now, a birth certificate will suffice at the border until June 2009, and it will always be accepted for children under 16. Now, it used to be that 8,000 forms of ID were accepted at the border. But come June, it, that number will only be six. But why should a traveler pick an enhanced license over a passport, a Nexus card, or a new passport card? Enhanced driver's license makes the most sense because it is a multiple use document. Again, citizenship, identity can be used for driving. It surpasses the other applications of all those other documents. And we encourage uh, residents uh, of the state of New York who are U.S. citizens to get them. We don't need to rush in today. Yes, it's an exciting day. It's September 16th. It's probably the first time you've walked to have one. I understand that. But you really don't need it until June of 2009. Now, once you apply for the enhanced driver's license, you should receive it in about two weeks. Now, when you go to the DMV to apply, you'll need to bring several forms of documentation. And so you're asked to go to the DMV's website or the Erie County Clerk's website to check out what those documents are. It'll make your time at the DMV a lot easier. We linked the Erie County Clerk's website to our website, WIBB.com. Reporting live at the Peace Bridge, Melissa Holmes, News 4 at noon. All right, thanks for the update on that, Melissa. Now, if you still have questions about these new licenses, we'll help you get them answered. Erie County Clerk, Kathy Hogle.
enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone, your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the matrix is normal life. Luke 21, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh you are now in the zone so be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord you are in the zone the prophecy zone So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible. And be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. live here. Uh hopefully y'all can hear me. Uh, that was a recording I did a long time ago, the first one about abortion. Uh yeah, that was a long time ago. That was like um maybe two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. So it doesn't change. It's still the it's still the same. Uh just me who've changed. Um I hope y'all are having a wonderful night or a wonderful morning. If y'all are out up being a midnight rider. Um Sit back and relax. We still got uh, about 51 minutes, 34 seconds, 33, 30, yeah, 30, yeah, whatever. Um, well, what I wanted to quickly talk about right quick is um, we've been blessed uh, a lot on Blog Talk Radio. Um, we have been truly blessed, as a matter of fact. Um, I um, I think the show has been we're over. We're almost over 170,000 listens. Now, that might not seem like a lot, but give and take how many shows I actually did, and even when I had the three ladies that was working with me, uh, give and take, they only was with me for about, what, four months? Uh, about four months. Well, maybe a little bit more than four months. And uh, I was here the rest of the way, so I started. My first show was May uh, 20th, 2009. 
So that seems like a long, long time. But technically, I, I by myself, I really haven't done any shows, a lot of shows. Um, I got my kids during the day. I'm not. I have. We're trying to wait wait for them to go uh, to uh, daycare. Um, at least, at least one of the kids goes to daycare, so we can be good to go for the other one. So he goes to school next year. Um, so, and then I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to finish up my degree, um, criminal justice degree, in the fall. The Lord don't come back. No, I just joking. Um, but yeah, so we we're over 170, almost 170 thousand. Uh, we had 169. So that's a blessing. Uh, I think by myself, I probably did maybe a hundred and some shows. I don't think I did two hundred myself. So just think about that. If I only did a hundred shows, and the ladies probably did a total of a hundred, and we, we're probably sitting at two two hundred some shows because on Block Talk, there's no there, there's no okay, you did these many shows. So. Um, What's so important about the numbers? Nothing. But it does show uh, that you know we do get we do have a listenership. Uh, and if I was more, you know, persistent at scheduling and and telling you what the show is going to be about, it would probably be way up there. And had had I continued to do shows every day um, for that long. Yeah, we we'd have been well over um probably a million. Um so it is a blessing to have Blog Talk Radio. As much as we talk about it, as much as a lot of people try to leave Blog Talk, they end up coming back because Blog Talk is pretty easy to use, um, not so sophisticated. Um, pretty uh pretty um user friendly. And, it's, and if you get if you get if, you, if God is calling you to do a radio show and, and if he and if you or if you're just listening to this show and you and you're saying well um, uh, God might not be calling me I might not even be born again but I might not be be a Christian but you, I, I mean I I think I can do a show well do it um, nothing beats thirty nine dollars a month and you get these many listeners it's just ridiculous. And like I said before, folks, had I did at least five shows every week, because once I think in January I didn't do any shows, and we we stopped doing shows. Everybody stopped doing shows because I wanted to just stop doing shows for the new year. And it turned out that in January, from all the motion that we were before January, we had twenty thousand listeners. And we did no shows in January. I think I only did one show in January. I'm, I'm not kidding you. So had I kept going and had I been doing shows every day or even having shows at once a week and, and making it, you know, uh, magnificent, magnificent uh, of course, according to the Spirit of God, I mean, it would have been great. It would have been great. We'd have been, we would have had, you know, a lot of, but I'm blessed with what we have. When I look at the numbers, now our live, our live numbers are way down. We don't even concentrate on live. We just concentrate on archives. And, um, 
we're going to start talking, concentrating on live, but I think to me live is a headache, just for me at least. Um, now, numbers for people who are trying to collect tithes and, and, and support a church, that's too big anyway, um, as far as land, mask, and, 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 uh, and resources the church has and the assets the church has, too big. Um, numbers is really important. But for me, numbers show who's listening and who, how many people might be getting some fruit out there. Now, I believe that my YouTube channel is a mirage. What I call mean by mirage is it doesn't have a lot of stuff which which we're trying to put in there now because I had a see I had a video folks that was talking about Benny Hinn and I did that show with felt one of the one of the the, the lady um uh, Susan Puglio and we were sitting there and we were talking and we were exposing Benny Hinn and, and what upset me so much is I mean we did a fairly good job. It was a funny it was a fun show but what made me kind of mad is that I got seventy seven thousand hits on that we got seventy seven thousand hits on that show. And if you're exposing something, that's fine. I should have just left it up there. But I just thought that maybe, you know, that's a lot of numbers. So imagine if I would have left that up and I took that on down to like eight months ago or even more. So I thought it would have been up like almost two hundred thousand by now. And I just thought that it could have been taken as gossip. You know, if somebody was listening to it the wrong way, so I took it down. I guess I took it down too prematurely because thinking about it again, you know, it's still exposing false prophecies. Uh, and also, let me bring up uh, the the guest I had on Chris Putnam, and he was a great guest, and that's not what I'm talking about right now. But... Uh, I like that show because it, 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 it had a lot of information in it. But um, if it's not Christian, um, I'm going to have a hard time bringing that on or bringing something on. But I made it made my point clear that sometime I'm going to have unsaved people on. Now I don't. Now is it a heresy to believe that uh, Saint Malachi? Um, predicted that there would be 112 popes. I don't know. I don't think it's a heresy because it has nothing to do with scripture. Now, if I have a show called The Prophecy Zone, it's sort of like having a show called The Twilight Zone. So you, you sort of bring people on who is kind of out of the zone. Now, do am I supporting anybody that has, uh, I call it Galatians 1, um, doctrine, which is a false doctrine? No. It's just exposing. Um, oh, excuse me. It's just talking about who's how many who predicted the, the popes and how you know how many popes to be. And I, and I thought it would be useful to to dissect all the other all the other um, things that are happening right now and, and to dissect everything together because everything is converging on a particular point. Now we we see through a glass dimly, so we don't understand totally. Uh, what's going on? In other words, we don't know. Uh, we we see dimly, but we do see. And what I see, you may see something different. And what 
you might see, somebody else might see different. So, me, myself, I, you know, after the last couple of years of birth pains, and I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about the world's birth pains. And the Bible, Jesus said that there will be birth pains. Uh, and when the baby gets ready to come out, we'll know because we'll know when the baby's at the door. Um, and then that is true. Now, I'm going to title a show called Rosh Hashanah, The War of, the War of Rosh Hashanah. Emphasis uh, on Ezekiel 38, 39. Now, when you read Ezekiel 38, 39, it says that, that Israel was dwelling safely at, at, in that rest. Now, if they're dwelling safely in that rest, did it say they were dwelling peacefully and safely? No, it just said they were dwelling, dwelling safely in that rest. So a lot of people put Ezekiel 38 and 39 in the middle of the tribulation period, which overlaps and it gives no seven years to burn any weapons. It just overlaps into the millennium, which is, whoa, great. We got dirty weapons in the millennium, just great. And then, and then some people say it happens uh, at the end in this Armageddon which makes no sense at all because it says it takes seven months to burn the stinky, stinky bodies that, that the cross of our see smell, and they have to plug their nose. doesn't make any sense. So we're going to be, we're going to have in, a, in God's area where, where, the, where the Israelites were promised, it's going to be smelling. Um, so it doesn't make any sense, does it? doesn't. Well, I'm going to go ahead and play a video. We'll be back after these messages. Enter the zone. The prophecy zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days. So you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy. So you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hello, welcome to the prophecy zone. This is Phil Armstrong, and I'm hoping y'all having a wonderful night. I certainly am blessed in the Lord, blessed to be saved, blessed to be born again. I am pleased to come to you all tonight and have this floor and be able to talk with you about Bible prophecy. Because I love Bible prophecy. Um, It is the shouting blast that says that we are that generation that is coming back, uh, that we'll see Jesus Christ come back. 
to the earth to take his kingdom and take the earth for himself. That is what it said in Daniel chapter 9, that it was the completion and the wrapping up of sin on the earth as the uh, dominant source of man's death. Uh, and, and Jesus has paid the price on the cross and has performed victory on that cross when he said it is finished. Tonight I want to look at uh, the mark of the beast. And this is not necessarily the mark. Uh, I want to get that straight, of course. Um, but how many of y'all saw the picture of the tattoo that was on the hand or on the uh, right arm of an individual? And uh, I got an article here, and it's from uh, National Post. And it was and it got a lot of play, uh, a lot of uh, people coming to it to to see the little tattoo, and it, and it, and of course, a lot of the technology today is to help benefit society, make it faster, make it quicker, make it smoother. And remember it said in Daniel chapter, I'm not so sure what chapter that is, chapter 11, uh, I think it's chapter 11, chapter 11 or 12, and it says knowledge will go to and fro. I mean, knowledge will increase, both with the creation of things that make society go faster, smoother, quicker. And um, also, as we read further, we're going to find out the, the technology that holds men, hold men captive. We're going to find that out a little bit later um, during the course of the, the series that I'm going to be doing on the Mark of the Beast technology. Uh, the ad, um, the, the article uh, talks about Star Trek and, and, and the familiarity of the the, the the sticker that goes on your skin, uh, how it is more like 22nd century type of stuff rather than 21st century. But um, the article, is, of course, uh, I said it's from National Post, and it is titled uh, "Futurist Tattoos Can Monitor Health," linked to you to on the web. It says uh, it's by Patricia Fontanon. Fort Fantanon. I guess I'm pronouncing that right. It says you don't have to look like Star Trek bogey to wear skin-mounted electronics. A team of scientists and engineers at the University of Illinois has developed a skin, a smart skin technology that can be used to connect wearers to the cyber world as easy as um, a temporary tattoo. The smart skin can monitor your heart rate and brain waves, for example, or detect electric uh, activity and muscle contraction and send the signals to the computer. And I guess it's going to be used a lot of times in hospitals without sticking, and it goes on to say, without sticking any electrodes. So, you know, you go to the hospital, you get all those electrodes. I hate those things because if you got hair on your chest and pull them off, it's going to hurt. But anyway, it's saying instead of having you to have to do all this stuff, um, you just use that uh, chip or or. All right. Uh, 
I hope y'all wouldn't enjoy that too much. Uh, well, actually, no, I, I should have kept playing it because, I, I mean, man, that was a big goof because I went on the uh, main page uh, of the radio show and they said I had six minutes left, but I forgot I changed the time. So I got back on my um, switchboard and then it says 34 minutes and 26 seconds. So I kind of goofed there bigly. Bigly. What was that? Is that even a word? Bigly? Well, anyway, um, uh, I got to cut down this TV right quick. Hold on. Stand by, please. Jesus said that he would do nothing without warning his prophets first. 
and the warning is is that I am coming back soon. Now, I've never seen these many people come together and believe that Jesus Christ is coming back in the very near future. I keep hearing that word, very, very near future. I think some people are kind of, kind of foggy and kind of um, unclear on the precise events and, and, and likewise myself. But a lot of us have uh, a feeling that something's going to happen. So the show that I'm going to do, and I'm probably going to play it Thursday. I'm probably going to record it. I'm probably going to play it Thursday. And most of my shows are going to be recordings, and then I'm going to come in and talk, you know, talk. But um, And I'm going to be around the chat room if I decide to have a chat room. So I'm going to do my own chat room. <laughs> but... Uh, we are going to uh, also have on Sundays uh, Brother Marcus, uh, I don't even know his last name, but um, find, Finding 88 uh, is, his, is his channel. And he has uh, a, a nice channel. He he, he he's really gets to the point. He loves the Lord, and uh, he has a lot of information to share. But he's going to be on the show every, you know, twice a week, and I'm looking for one more person to cover those two days with me as co-host. And then maybe Thursday, Marcus can do a show, and then uh, he can do shows on Thursday. Uh, I'm trying to get Susan to the back so she can uh, do shows on Monday. And uh, we're going to fill in the gaps of anybody out there who um, loves Bible prophecy and, uh, and, and, and believe that God is calling you for something. You know, let me know. Email me or uh, message me on Facebook and let me know. We'll pray about it and see if uh, you fit with uh, us uh, or, or the prophet. So, um, we uh, are sitting up late tonight talking about Bible prophecy. And uh, I've been doing this for uh, at least off and on reading about Bible prophecy for 15 years. And I love Bible prophecy. Um, and like I say, it's a blessing to be able to come on here and talk about Bible prophecy with y'all. Uh, go to my website. I'm going to tomorrow morning. I'm going to start updating it. I'll try to do um, as many posts as I can a day. Uh, the website is www.prophecyzoneradio.com. That's and uh, uh, stand by. I'm going to give you all my uh, blog. Uh, the blog, I don't even have my own blog name. That's a shame. The blog is uh, com. Go there, um, and, and and we're going to start updating both sites uh, really hard. Gonna, and, and the reason why I got two sites, I'm actually going to have three, is that I, I want to be able to uh, have information coming out on many angles. Uh, and and I, I haven't really been advertising this website. If you've been listening to some of my shows, I haven't been advertising this website. So I'm praying that uh, uh-oh, something's wrong with this page because there's only one. one. Uh, I've been having a lot of trouble with my blog spot. Um, website for some reason. 
I've been having a lot of issues with with websites. Uh, and you can't say I'm not, you know, the the ministry isn't, you know, we're not blessed because, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I've been having a lot of issues with with Blogspot for some reason. I don't know if I put in the, um, I don't know if I uh, uh, did did something wrong or something, but it, it just seems like it's just it's just not. Uh, working correctly, I've been having bad luck. If I have, if, I, if there was such thing as luck, I would have it. Bad one when it comes to websites. Uh, I've always had a, a you know easy time, and I can tell I can have an easy time on YouTube uh, too because you know I, mean, I got two hundred and forty some thousand views, and had I been doing. Um, and and if I was able to dig in deep to to what I'm gonna be talking about, then I, I'll be okay. It's it's when I kind of get on there and just say, get, you know, I just want to do a show right quick. I just want to do something. Then that's when I need God's blessing uh, to do it. And uh, if you don't have God's blessing, it's not gonna turn out right. So that's why we have to pray and um, be filled with the Spirit before we go out and do anything. Um, but like I say, I, I I wish to God that I would have probably been up to 400 shows right now on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, but we're going to try to do a show every day. And if we can do a show every day, then that would be great with me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play um, uh, one more. i got 25 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and play uh, something. <laughs> I play a little of Susan Puzio show. Don't get mad when I cut it off in the middle, though. But um, okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and play a commercial first. A couple commercials, and I'm gonna play some of that. October 30th, 1991, President George H. W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. For the wages of sin is death, but the gifts of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity Zone on Block Talk Radio. Block Talk Radio. Enter the zone, the prophecy zone, your end time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the matrix is normal life. 
Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the life or truth about the end of days, so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy, so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hey, how y'all doing? Welcome to Prophecy Zone. This is Phil Armstrong. And I just wanted to touch bases on y'all, with y'all and, and let y'all know what's going on with me. Um, but before that, um, there's been a lot of things that's going on in my mind um, recently, um, including the uh, generation. Uh, so I'm going to touch on the generation, uh, the last generation, uh, just before Jesus returns. Um, there uh, is a lot of activity going on in the Middle East, and uh, I don't know about y'all, but it looks like to me that um, uh, there are a lot of... Uh, Build up military build up um, wars and rumors of wars. Um, I don't know about so much about wars, but there is a lot of uh, rumors of wars, and uh, it seems like it, it can explode at any minute. Uh, what do we need before the tribulation period begins? Well, a lot of you who are pre-tribbers know that uh, I'm a pre-trib. Tripper, and I believe that the rapture of the church will open up the Pandora's box. Um, when people hear, when you, when everybody out there, when y'all hear the the day of the Lord being described as coming as a thief in the night, I never hear too many people say, "Well, what is the theft part?" Now, I think they, what they do is they kind of like. Jiving in with Noah and and Lot and how quick it happens, but if you're like me, you probably know by now that it, that it has not happened quickly. But when the time comes, it will happen quickly. Now, a thief in the night can say, "Okay, judgment comes swiftly, quickly when when the, when the king of the universe makes a decisive matter, decisive." Uh, decision to come, it'll happen quickly. But as a further looking at the scriptures, I, I seem to find out that the thief in the night could mean the church. So when he says, I come quickly, I come as a thief in the night, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Uh, I believe it will happen quickly, it will happen swiftly. But Something's missing. Something got stolen. So I'm gonna cover that in, in a little bit uh, later. Um, does any of y'all watch the Super Bowl? See the halftime Madonna, um, her um, performance. Which technically, if you watch her performance, uh, I was the one at one point of her, the performance when she came next to a lady. I was saying, please don't kiss her. Please don't kiss her on public. I can't take it no more. Please, 
and she finally backed away from her. But it it it, it is a lot of occultic uh, things in Madonna's uh, in, uh, in her performances. But what I don't understand is, okay, she's been here for a while. She's on. She's she's a uh, performer or singer who has been around since the eighties. And we see her performance now, and we want to get spiritual, and we want to get neuroorderly, and we want to start pointing out this is satanic. She's always been that way. She's always been satanically induced to perform uh, these rituals. And so now, uh, I guess the more we come to the point that knowledge shall increase, the more we realize that, hey... This lady is um, entertaining, but she's provoking satanic rituals to the public. Just like Oprah Winfrey is a uh, a preacher. I call her a preacher. She's a reverend. <laughs> I call Madonna a reverend. I mean, he's, I mean to me, technically, uh, like American Idol. I, I watch American Idol. Especially when it, I don't know what they did to it this year. They seem to not be having it more as funny as it used to be at the beginning. And to me, American Idol was always proof that Americans are eating processed food that is making us crazy. Because there's a lot of people who think they can sing when they really can't. Uh, so, what do we do? With uh, American Idol, listen to listen to the title American Idol. Now, what did Jesus tell us to stay away from <laughs> idolatry? Uh, well, I'm not taking it that far. I'm just I'm just I'm just saying it's kind of coincidental. Uh, trust me, I watch American Idol still. Long I mean, no, no nobody on American Idol is my idol, so I'm. I'm pretty good with that but it's just it's just to me it's a catchy name it, it kind of makes me realize the generation that we live in is full of adultery uh, and idol idleness more than idolatry I think we full of idolatry big time um so who are who's going to remember who won the Super Bowl Six months from here, especially if you're drinking diet soda with aspartame in it, who's gonna remember who won the Super Bowl a year from here? Now, the only thing I remember is that the Patriots and the Giants already went before and they went again. The Giants won twice. That's what I'm gonna remember. But next year, let's say the Cowboys and the Raiders come out of nowhere and decide they want to go to the Super Bowl together, who's gonna remember? This Super Bowl, probably not too many people. If you if you stop me in the mall and say I'll give you five hundred dollars if you can write down on this piece of paper in three minutes who was the who went to the Super Bowl in the last five years and who won those Super Bowls and and, and three three people uh, that you're with can help you out. Y'all all gonna work as a team. Y'all gonna split the five hundred dollars. I will not be of any help. And I'm a football fan. Uh, so that shows y'all what what importance football is to me, even though I love football. It's kind of weird. 
kind of vanity. It speaks of vanity because when the football game's over, you know, people yelling and screaming, and they, and that's it. But in the Roman Empire, we were kept entertained. I mean, they were kept entertained. Hey, I said we. I wasn't back there. Neither were you. But I feel like we have something in common. We were kept entertained. We were kept entertained for the sure purpose of watch my right hand when I go in your pocket and take something out with my left hand. So, (laughs) what do we do with our society? Our society's gone, man. I mean, every time I turn the TV on now, there's always somebody from Washington State who's abusing their kids. There's always somebody from Washington State who, um, maybe because I live here, I'm always hearing the words Washington State, but there's a lot of people who um, are killing off their kids from this state, and I don't understand what's going on. And it's nationwide. Everybody's noticing that Washington State has all the child killers, which is preposterous to me, too. Generations gone, folks. This guy just went and uh, had a custody battle with his wife. And so now, uh, him and his sons are dead, and his wife was missing two years ago. She's dead. I mean, the society's sick, folks. Society's sick. Well, well, it's not me that's doing it. It's not you that's doing it. Why? So why am I saying the society's sick? Trust me, there is other reasons why our society's sick. Divorce rates in the church outnumber the divorce rates in society. So I'm believing that we are sick. Especially when you have a marriage, a Christian marriage, supposedly even one person is Christian, when you always got to bring up the word divorce. And we always got to beat each other over the head with words to no avail. It's a selfish, selfish society. We live in a selfish society. It is selfish. Just me, me, me. I, I was attending a church and um, they had a skit going on and the skit was everybody's quiet. You know how you everybody gets out of praise and worship. And uh, the next, you know, we wait for the next thing to happen. Either the usher stand up and start collecting the money or the preacher uh, gets up and uh, he starts to speak but nothing happened for, for about a couple of seconds and then all of a sudden somebody across the audience stood up and said, me, you know, they shouted me, and then it kept going, me, 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 and then they get on the, uh, on the, uh, up on the stage, and they just keep saying that, and then the next person in the audience, and then they're different ages, and different, you know, they got people dressed up like, you know, you know, a man with a suit on, and they got a young college girl, and they got, you know, and, and, and the whole objective of the whole play was selfish, self, selfish society. And see, what Christianity wants us to do is live a selfless life. That means Jesus told um, uh, his disciples that the greatest among them in the kingdom of God is someone who is who serves. And that is true. I mean, if you, to me, uh, I, actually, let me back up. I heard, um, I was sitting in the bed at late at night one night watching this preach on TVN, and he was 
And it was kind of a documentary. He was saying that, you know, the most depressed people, they found out one of the keys to depression is you focus on yourself too much. So uh, Satan loves for us to focus on ourselves. Um, that's how you got to pe get people to kill themselves. But a lot of times selfishness can destroy some of the strongest uh, organizations in the world, starting off with the family. So if we do not learn to be so, uh, selfless and be and continue to be selfish, uh, it's going to affect our, our our family, our communities, our society, and the world. And no matter how much we start, we try to sing Kumbaya and let's let's have peace upon all men. Goodwill towards men. Guess what? It's not going to happen, folks. Too much men. Too much sin. Too much of us in the way. Too much of us and uh, not enough God or too much of us and not enough loving your neighbor as yourself. Uh, the Bible, I, I pointed out to my son today. He got in trouble at school, believe it or not. And he... Uh, he, uh, I wrote, wrote, read to him Luke six. I think it was Luke six. But anyways, talking about love your enemies, and uh, it's very hard, folks, to do that. Um, and it's not hard for Satan to get in our face and tell us that's impossible to love your enemy. I say tolerate your enemy. That's that's Phil's version of the gospel. Tolerate your enemy. It's hard to love your enemies unless you did have the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you're going to love your enemies as yourself, let alone just love your enemies, period. Um, so, like I say, folks, we are in a society right now who are calling good evil and evil good. We're in a society right now where our people are battling more for the homosexual agenda is battling more for their rights than the church is battling for ours. So we get to a point where we, we as Christians want to complain about everything, but the homosexual agenda is going out to do their, they, they, they going out to stand up for their rights. And it's a disgusting uh, way of life. I'm going to tell you right now. The squares and the, and the rectangle don't, don't the square don't fit in the rectangle and the rectangle don't fit in the square. And I guarantee you, they actually know this deep, deep, deep down inside. Just like an alcoholic would know that the alcohol is wrong, they know this. That's why they get so offended. Have you ever said something wrong to a homosexual? They scratch your eyeballs out. They'll stand up more for their, their, their what they believe with the rectangle and the square don't fit. They, they'll stand up for that. But let's see us stand up for the way the school systems is raising our kids. <laughs> you think they're going to stand up for, you think Christians, you think we're going to stand up for anything? You know what happens, though? It's the blind leading the blind without the blind even knowing they're leading the, the blind. It's, 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 it's us looking at the way other Christians are handling business. So therefore we have to stay in our box and we must handle our business. So we see something going on with our kids 
If we see something going on in, in our schools, we see something going on in our community where we disagree with, we're just going to complain about it, but we're not going to do anything about it because Joe Blow down the street ain't doing nothing about it. Or Mary Jane down the street ain't doing nothing about it. So I ain't going to do nothing about it because I like to live in my box. It's pretty comfortable. I put me a nice little uh, cover or a comforter in my box. Put me a pillow. You know, Christians love pillows. <laughs> Christians, today Christians love pillows. He says, Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Christians today love pillows. I want to kiss. I just love my pillow. It's soft and cuddly, and I just let me lay down and and not do anything for nothing. I don't stand for anything. I'm not saying go out and have a war, because that's what Alex Jones wants you to do. He, I love Alex Jones, so don't get me wrong when I say this. I like Alex Jones, but it's not. You know, Alex Jones remind me of you. Know, if anybody know Alex Jones, he's a he's a uh, a, a young uh, uh, a man in Texas. He has a radio show that he talks about the New World Order and about secret societies, and he talks about uh, he talks. And mostly the time, Alex Jones stays on point. So I'm not criticizing him, but I'm saying a lot of those guys claim to be Christian and they claim to want to, you know, they they they're taking back society for God. You know, they're taking back giving men freedom to express themselves, and that's fine. But Jesus said that his war this his war is not to bring back the kingdom of God in this system that we're already in. Believe it or not, his war, God's war is against the spiritual principalities. We he says we war not against flesh and blood. We don't war against the new world order. See, the new world order is being perpetrated and guided by yours truly, Satan. So Satan is the one who is guiding the New World Order. Uh, the New World Order, these men would not, I don't, I, I, I'm not saying that they won't, because we are sinners. Because remember, in the millennium period, period, Satan is locked up. And for some strange reason, sin is still there. Because at the end of the tribulation period, Gog and Magog will rise again. against. Uh, and it, remember, Satan was locked up for a thousand years. And and his demons probably were too, and, and and there's no reason why men should have been dying at a hundred years old, because the Bible says that uh, that men who would die at a hundred years old be considered infants in the in the uh, tribulation period. And for people to say, well, I'm sorry, the millennium, for people to say that uh, to live for seven hundred years must be pretty boring, well, you stick around and see. How boring the millennium really is going to be. I doubt that it's going to be boring. So, the reason why I entitled the program the way I entitled it is because uh, we are in the mind war. And that's why the Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. It's also distorted knowledge. Um... Now, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, it says, uh, verse 1, it says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience sure with a hot iron. <sighs> Should I go on? Forbidding to marry and command 
standing to abstain from meat, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving. Now, in Galatians um, chapter 1, it talks about someone who preaches another gospel. He should be accursed. Um, and um, remember, what did God say to the lady at the well? He said, you must worship God in spirit and in truth. And this truth, as Fred Sanford say, and as the word of God say, will set you free. But what truth are you talking about? So the mind, the battle of the mind, the mind is the 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 battlefield for mankind. It's the heart, too. That's why the Bible says guard your heart. But most of the time, you have to listen to things from the mind before it gets to the heart. <laughs> the heart can't hear, folks. That's why the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Between your ears is your brain. So in order to hear God, you're going to have to hear God. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.